Hello, and welcome to Way Too Twog's Bagpipe and History Podcast, where I, your host Jeremy, explores the possible repertoire of 18th and early 19th century bagpipers. Come and let's enjoy some tunes. This is a long time coming, this episode. Um, it's kind of an interesting one. I'm really pleased to have a, a handful of guest musicians. We're going to have Ian Crane singing and playing a tune, and then a couple of my friends from over on TikTok uh, does cello things, and uh, Highland Harper are also going to kind of play this tune, uh, which you can see from the title. We are revisiting uh, Thamasi, or Thamasi, I'm not sure how to say that in Gaelic, um, or um, Cutting Bracken, or Weary Maid, or Drummond Castle, or Loch Ness. They're all kind of roughly the same melody. We're revisiting that tune. Um, I played it quite a few times in season four, and then in season five I played it and I couldn't remember what it was called, uh, and so then I talked about it again. And uh, sort of ever since, around the time that I did my interview on Droning On podcast, um, and uh, James asked me about Drummond Castle, I think. I think that might have been when I figured out, like, oh, that's the same melody as Loch Ness. Oh, that's the same melody as Cutting Bracken. Like, this, the tune just started showing up everywhere, um, and I've been meaning to put out some sort of a corrections and omissions type episode of, you know, these things are all related, and I should mention that. So we're finally doing that, and it kind of led me to doing another deep dive into the tune and looking at some of the other settings and uh, some interesting expressions of them. So we're going to listen to many different takes of this melody and uh, talk about the differences a little bit and even have it sung uh, three different ways. Once by Ian, once by Rockstar, and once by me. So uh, yeah, going to be good. I feel like um, chronologically it makes sense to start with the oldest instrument. Uh... Yeah, so we're going to start with the harp. Um, like I said, once this tune, it's just been, it's a very popular tune, you know? Uh, and so it just shows up everywhere, and I've been like, oh, I should do something with that. And so um, kind of the first place it showed up was Ian Crane competed with it at the uh, the Lowland Border Pipe Society, Lowland and Border Pipe Society's competition. Uh, he competed with it, and I saw him compete. It was lovely. Uh, I think he won. He certainly placed. I think he took first place um, in the pipe singing competition and collected some other awards too that weekend. Um, and I, you know, so I was like, oh man, I really should do that episode of like kind of talking about all these things together and it'd be cool if Ian would do it. And then as I hadn't done that yet, I was poking around TikTok and saw the Highland Harper, who's a pretty fun, pretty fun TikTok follow. She mostly uploads kind of beautiful scenes around the Highlands um, with great folk music, uh, great, you know, traditional music overlaid. And occasionally she posts videos of herself playing harp. And so she posted 
cut in bracket and, and it's like, yeah, gotta do it. Anyway, so I emailed her or messaged her and she was happy to have me on here. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, here's the melody we are talking about today as brought to you by Highland Harper from TikTok. again thank you jessica over at the highland harper on tiktok um i should mention she actually calls the tune the other gaelic name for it so there's thami C, which is how i think most highland pipers know it and then buona reinich i think is how you say that uh in gaelic um and it's worth a watch i mean at the highland Pi- harper at the highland Hi- at the highland harper sorry it's her tiktok handle um should watch all of her stuff but this video in particular has some information about the tune and some of the lyrics um but again it's this idea of um cut and brack and kind of shows up in the lyrics as well um yeah so it's a good tune and uh, and one of the things that i loved about coming across it on tiktok is i hadn't recognized i didn't recognize that name for it yet uh, buena Reinich. um and so it was like, oh, yet here's another name for it. And I guess we'll do the other TikToker too, um, <laughs> where they had it when she posted it. Um, Does cello things is a great follow on TikTok. Um, Anna Seda, 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 Anna. Anyway, uh, Anna's a great follow. And when she posted it, she posted it as a walking song. Um, but lovely playing it on, um, lovely playing of it on cello. Uh, anyway, so here is. Anna's version, or Anna's playing. looking at that uh if you want to know how long i've been thinking about making this episode and i posted that video in september <laughs> like this has been a long time coming um and i even i think i mentioned her about it like immediately uh and she <laughs> yeah just the, the the amount of time i have been um thinking of doing this episode is absurd it's absurd man it's just absolutely absurd anyway thank you anna uh and thank you jessica 
uh, it's just awesome following both of you on TikTok, and everybody should check them out if you're on TikTok. Uh, TikTok. Um, all right, so I guess the the thing to do, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep Ian for the last bit. Uh, so we'll we'll let Ian close out the show, which means I think it's time for me to uh, kind of really do the autobiographical thing and just play the clips where I played this tune um, in earlier episodes. So the first time that I kind of played the tune and didn't know what it was, uh, it's sort of ironic. I, I played the tune and talk about it uh, on an episode called Drum and Castle about the Drum and Castle manuscript that David Young made. And uh, the irony here, of course, is that Drum and Castle is the name of the tune if it's played as a jig uh, that Cutting Bracken is. Uh, if you, yeah, so it's, so I played it on that episode and I couldn't remember what it was called, even though I was, you know, on an episode called Drum and Castle. Anyway, so here is the excerpt of me talking about the tune and I go into another a David Young tune called, uh, New Bigging, but you will hear me talk and then play the tune on Small Pipes. Uh, the next tune is a little bit different though. Uh, I'm going to play, uh, the tune called New Bigging. Uh, in the manuscript, it's two separate words, new bigging. I imagine this is named after the town, new bigging. Did I already say this in the intro? Uh, anyway, uh, I'm curious. It, it really reminds me of a different tune. Uh, it also reminds me of a tune that I think I played last year. So I'm including that first, and I'm counting on some uh, kind of eagle-eared listener to say, yeah, that tune is this. Or maybe somebody that's binge-watching in the past uh, will been listening in the past will say oh yeah i remember that tune uh, anyway so i don't remember what it is i think it's an old mcdonald or an angus mckay tune so if you could let me know what the first tune i'm playing is that'd be great uh, i'm going to go into new bigging and like i said i think new bigging is also known as a different tune i feel like i've heard it in some pretty contemporary uh kind of piping settings uh, but under a different tune so anyway here are those tunes um like i said first one mystery tune second one from uh, David Young in the German manuscript.
So yeah, obviously the, the tune that I couldn't remember at the time, this is 2022 Jeremy again interjecting here, uh, was uh, Cutting Bracken. But there is actually another tune that I think uh, New Bigging reminds me of uh, a little bit more than Cutting Bracken. I can see the, the similarities between Cutting Bracken and New Bigging, especially looking at the, the sheet music for it. But anyway, uh, lots of people recognize the tune. Uh, Cutting Bracken is super popular as... Uh, the Celtic music uh, zeitgeist is demonstrated still. Um, and so the next episode, I wound up talking about the tune a little bit more. So here is, again, a clip from 2021, me talking about the tune and including a clip of some people singing it, or the, the rock band singing it. So heard from three people, uh, the name of that tune as uh, Cutting Bracken, uh, also uh, the name in Gaelic for uh, Buna Renach or Falmeskith. Sure I'm pronouncing that wrong. Uh, found a bunch of cool versions of that tune on the Kist of Riches site and so I've got those in the links. I encourage you to go look at that. Um, the tune itself is uh, about work. It's a work song. Kind of sounds like a work song. Um, but it's the neat thing about it is a fairy song, so it's kind of recounting the fact that somebody's working alone and a fairy helps them in some versions of the song. Uh, one version of the song, uh, which I've kind of listed in the liner notes there, is a fairy complaining about how much they help somebody and then uh, to, to do a bunch of work. And then the brothers of the woman that the fairy is helping come and steal the woman away, so uh, the fairy is left to cut back and alone. Uh, but cool tune, and then... The, the last person that sent it to me, so a uh, big thanks to uh, Arnaud, Arnaud Teach, I think either in Haiti or France, and Doodlesack and Deegan, which is, I actually don't know Doodlesack and Deegan's name, that's just his uh, Facebook profile for uh, kind of Escoze, Jacobite Piper uh, interpreter, I think from Germany, uh, who I'm also, I also kind of hope... Looks like he's got an album coming out in the not-too-distant future. I hope we can have him on the podcast and have a chat about that stuff. Um, so they came through with some really good links for the tunes. Uh, and then the other person that came through was Isaac Walters. And it turns out that's where I learned the tune. Um, Doodlesack and Deegan posted uh, that, you know, the, the song is on a Silly Wizard album, which I probably heard, well, I certainly heard, kind of obsessively listened to everything that Silly Wizard did for a decade or so. Um... But I learned the tune doing a gig with uh, a buddy of mine, Isaac Walters, who uh, some people are probably familiar with. He posts a lot of um, kind of cool stuff on social media of doing uh, 18th and 19th century Scottish tartan and material cultural things. Um, and it's kind of fitting that uh, he also had the name of the tune because he and I are going to have a chat on the podcast next week, uh, kind of about reenacting and the material culture of pipers and things. And it's also fitting because uh, Isaac, I think, also did an internship at the Chippewa Valley Museum, who this episode is about. Uh, but Ike also sent me a link to this quite cool version of uh, Cutting Bracken from Alan Stavell from the 1970s. So uh, I'm going to have just a little bit of a clip of that in the background um, uh, right now, I suppose. I won't play it for too long, but again, that'll be a, a link in the show notes. You can check it out. Here's just a little taste. Thank you. 
sort of in the, this is 2022 Jeremy again, uh, sort of testament to the undying nature of this tune. I posted a short video of me playing around with a kind of trying to do a high B version of this tune, which I, I figured out a better version of it, um, but doing a high B version and uh, a listener messaged me, sending me this link again of the the acid rock guy uh, doing it in uh, Brit- Britain. Brittany, Brittany, I think. Anyway, it's awesome. It's really lovely. Uh, check out the the links in the show notes. I'll link not only to the full music video there, but also to a bunch of cool archival recordings of Gaelic singers performing different versions of the tune on Kist of Riches. Uh, okay, so that's enough rehashing just how many times I've talked about this, ep- uh, this tune on the podcast. Let's start with a good old-fashioned chronological playthrough, huh? Haven't done one of those in a while. Um, so I mentioned, you know, I wound up with two copies, or I think I mentioned that I wound up with two different versions of this tune on Oyster Wives Rand. Um, the oldest one being my playing of Drummond Castle from the David Young manuscript. But um, when I played it on uh, for the David Young manuscript, I was uh, playing it I was already kind of familiar. I was remembering the tune and I had already made some adjustments. So if you have Oyster Wives Rant, you'll hear a slightly more cutting bracken version of Drummond Castle than what David Young wrote. And this is a new version. This is uh, a little bit closer to what David Young uh, penned down in 1734, 34-ish. I'm not sure how confident we are on that date. Sometimes in my notes, I put 1733. Ross's music page has it at 1734. I'll trust Ross over me. Um, But yeah, so here is Drummond Castle from the David Young manuscript in Yeah, so so that's Drummond Castle. That's the oldest setting I have that I know of. Um, yeah, I think that's the oldest setting for it. Um, the next oldest setting that I recorded is uh, going to be pretty different. This is called Loch Ness, and the 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 connections are not like completely apparent at first. So Drummond Castle uh, from David Young is a 6-8, and that seems to be kind of a consistent pattern. Um, And then Loch Ness is a cut time. It's a reel. Occasionally Loch Ness shows up in stress bay time, a little bit later settings, but this one comes from Robert Bremner's book from 1757, his collection of Scots reels or country dances. And uh, yeah, it's a good tune. I had to make some um, very slight adjustments. Robert Bremner's setting for Loch Ness, uh, we'll hear later, Aird's is a little bit more funky, but um, Bremner's setting for Loch Ness only has one note that is beyond the range of Highland pipes, and that is a E. There's a low E um, in the second part, so I just kept, I just 
change that. <laughs> um, but you can look at it. It's a it's a pretty lovely tune. Um, anyway, so here is uh, Loch Ness from... This is actually the recording that I wound up using on Oyster Wives Rant. So uh, another old recording, but you can hear the tune and Bremner's setting for it with my little tweak. Alright, so chronologically speaking, the next one that we're going to play through uh, is sort of up for debate. This is from, so the Neil Gow, there's Neil Gow and Sons setting uh, that was published in the 1780s. I'm going to play a setting that came from 1805, might be the same one, might not. So we're going to, we're going to go with um, Aird's setting. So this is uh, Loch Ness from James Aird from... Like I said, this is from the last the last one, so this is the one that was published after James Eyre died, uh, which the date is escaping me. It's either late 1780s or early 1790s, I think. Anyway, here's Loch Ness, all one word. Yeah, with that aired setting, you can sort of hear the Strasbay-ness. There's a little bit more dotting and cutting. At least that's how it's written. Another one that has a bit of dotting and cutting, but is uh, so similar tune. Loch Ness is what it's called again. This one comes from the Buttery Manuscript, which I did not realize existed until tonight. And it is clearly going to be a thing I obsess with. Um, it's another one of these manuscripts from a you know, musician that had to entertain a lot of people. I think it's a Fife manuscript technically, um, but it's filled with a lot of cool tunes. It very much at first glance reminds me of William Lytton's manuscript. So it's definitely not the last time we're hearing it. Um, anyway, so here is Loch Ness uh, from the Buttery manuscript. This is probably from around 1800, 1797 or so. The date on it is a little fuzzy. Um, it's amazing, this manuscript. There's some really cool images on it. So yeah, check out the check out the links in the show notes for it. Uh, anyway, here it is on the whistle. Mm-hmm. 
Lovely, lovely stuff. Uh, as I mentioned before, uh, kind of the next one chronological here, we're going to go to uh, Neil Gow and Sons. So uh, Neil Gow and Sons published a bunch of things. This is from a collection that's published on 1806. This is a complete repository of old and new Scotch dress bass reels and jigs adapted for the German flute, selected from the works of Neil Gow and Sons. Um, good stuff in here. We're going to listen to their setting for Drummond Castle. So I mentioned earlier, I recorded a version of Cutting Bracken where I played it, kind of the normal, and then kind of the next time through, moved it up to in order to use those high Bs. And then it worked out all right, but I'm, I didn't particularly like my read setup then. Uh, I'm kind of between good read setups right now. Um, and so when I was looking out at historic settings and found this one, uh, it's all perfectly set up for high Bs. So everything is within Highland pipe range except for one low F. Um, but yeah, other than that, everything's Highland pipe range if you play high Bs. So it's, I think it's pretty good. So here is Drummond Castle, uh, on Highland pipes using high Bs. It's a little funky. Like I said, I'm not happy with my read setup right now. And I just played around. I didn't, I couldn't get, I couldn't, I didn't like the way the chanter was sounding with the drones. And so I tuned my drones up to B. Never done that before. Uh, I don't know if it worked. Uh, you tell me. I think, it, I think it's all right. I think it's all right. Anyway, so here is Neil Gowan's Sunsetting for Drum and Castle printed in 1805-ish. <laughs> so i don't know it sort of it makes it sound uh, uh spanish I, I don't know it's not right something's not right about that i think partially it's that the, the read is not good <laughs> it's not it's not good uh so i think so there's a happy medium here uh switching the podcast every other week has been really good for my productivity i've had a lot of things going on and there's no way a podcast would have come out every week the last couple of the last couple of weeks anyway uh i've actually accepted a job uh i guess i can mention this on here i signed a contract and am moving to north dakota uh to grand forks where there are zero bagpipers so i'm moving back into a zero bagpipers town uh, unless i'm wrong if i have a listener in grand forks that'd be awesome looking forward to being closer to winnipeg anyway um one of the things that grand forks and iowa have in common is some kind of nasty weather winters although north dakota is worse and what has happened to me is by kind of taking a break and working on getting a job working on um writing a dissertation uh my bagpipes have just gone fried man just fried and uh 
definitely have to get a new chanter reed and drones kind of working in harmony. I've also had these uh, set of uh, race loan small pipes that I've been borrowing. And so those have been kind of my go-to pipes if I needed to play something um, Scottish. And uh, I got rid of, I, I gave them back uh, today or yesterday. And um, so I'm, I'm back to Highland piping, which is good. I missed, I missed it and need to get a good setup going. Anyway, um, you can do it with high Bs. I think it works maybe a little bit better as cutting bracken rather than as the jig form. You know, the Drummond Castle jig is just a little too, a little too intense. Maybe I don't know. Uh, let's do another Drummond Castle setting. This is from the Edinburgh Repository of Music. This is another thing from 1816, very similar to um, the other settings. I, I, I just I'm saying that without actually remembering what this setting looks like. Um, yeah, so it's similar to a lot of the German Castle settings where it's not high B friendly, um, but it is very Highland pipe friendly. And again, it's just one note that's off. So uh, speaking of those race loan small pipes, here is me playing German Castle from the Edinburgh Repository of Music uh, on those small pipes. <laughs> So I, I've recorded a couple other settings that are nearly identical to that one, and so I'm, I'm not going to include them on the podcast, but I'll have links to the show notes, or in the, in the show notes to the collections, and if you are on the Patreon feed in the little booklet of the tunes um, that I've been putting out with many of these episodes, it'll be in there. But yeah, the, the Drummond Castle setting from Anderson's Budget as Trespass, Reels and Country Dances for the German Flute from 1820 is a little bit different but not much different from um, from the one I just played um, from the Edinburgh Repository. Uh, another one that's really similar is the Davies Caledonian Repository settings from 1850. That one's also really similar. There are some slight differences, especially in the B part, but um, yeah, they're kind of they're kind of too similar to play. Is how I feel about it. Um, anyway, so I'm not gonna. <laughs> but there you go. Were uh, apparently they were too close. I don't know. I've, I've played this tune so much already in this episode. Anyway, another source from 1816 for this is the song version. So, um, kind of my favorite go-to singing source lately is that Albans anthology. Um, it's great. <laughs> it's just great. It's often got the Gaelic verse right next to the English verse, and it's got some pretty good musical settings. I haven't played around with playing the bass lines too much, but I do love the little intros that they have. Um, and so I'm going to sing the English words version of this tune. Um, it doesn't quite go into as much detail about fairies and stuff as I'd like, but uh, I think if you know that subtext of the, the story, it kind of is also there, maybe a little bit, but... Um, Maybe it's less, more explicit in, in Gaelic. I'm not 100% sure. Anyway, so in Albin's Anthology, uh, remember, that is a cool collection of tunes. Uh, the guy who collected it is 
uh, I think he wound up, he taught Sir Walter Scott music. There's some connection between Sir Walter Scott and, uh, and music with this guy, Alexander Campbell was his name. Anyway, so here is the tune. He calls it, uh, why should I sit and sigh? And it's written by Mr. Hogg, this version of it. So, uh, Hogg did quite a few, I think Hogg was the guy that kind of wrote a bunch of ballads out in the borders. Uh, so this might be a borders version of it rather than more Highland Gaelic speaking one, not a hundred percent sure. Uh, anyway, here is why should I sit and sigh? Should I sit and sigh when the greenwood blooms a bonny lavrock sing flowerets spring? Ah, but me a cheery O'Connery, there's something wanting O'Connery, I'm weary. Nay, young blithe and bonny lad comes o'er the note to cheer me. O'Connery, there's something wanting O'Connery, I'm weary. Nay, young blithe and bonny lad comes o'er the note to cheer me. When the day wears away, sir, I look down the valley, ilk a sound we astound sets my heart a thrillin'. When I see the plover rising, oh, the curlew wheeling, then I throw some bonny lad is comin' to my sheathin'. O'Connery, there's something wantin'. O'Connery, I'm weary. Nay, young blithe and bonny lad comes o'er the note to cheer me. Come away, come away. Heard a hindo boatman laddie, I a cock it a no, God and get again thee. My we caught is blessed and happy, oh, tis neat and cleanly. Sweet the briar that blooms beside it, kind the heart that's lanely. O'Connery, there's something wanting, O'Connery, I'm weary. Nay, young blithe and bonny lad comes o'er the note to cheer me. All right, I want to uh, take a little break from Cutting Bracken, because we've been talking about it a lot. We're going to play a couple more settings of it. And uh, I just sang a song, and I feel like I should sing another song, uh, mostly because I got mail today that is song-related. So um, one of my other TikTok friends, this is a very TikTok-heavy episode, uh, Carl Sinfield has been doing this cool thing where he's kind of singing every song in the round in, or in the round index in order. And he put together this lovely little book called Sing Yonder, a uh, traditional folk song for beginners. And, you know, they're good. <laughs> There's just some good tunes in here. Um, and I saw one of my absolute favorite tunes in here. Uh, it's called Survey. And I always sing the Burt Lloyd version of it. And uh, kind of looking through Carl's little booklet here, uh, his, his words are a little bit different. And so I... I posted those, I sang through them and put those on, on TikTok, but, um, but yeah, I think I'm going to sing, I'm going to sing it on here too. So, um, 
Carl's notes for this tune. So yeah, it's too funny. I've definitely sung this on the podcast before back in season one or two, probably season one. I actually added an extra verse uh, when I sang it on the podcast in the past where uh, it's got a sad ending rather than a happy one. But this, this, this is a song about a woman who is not sure about the man who's courting her. Like if he's really all that, if he's strong and loving, uh, and that sort of thing. So she decides to put him to a test. And this song always strikes me as just what would happen if, um, 18th or 19th century women had a cosmopolitan magazine. Like if you've ever picked up a cosmopolitan and read through it or talked with anybody about it, they are full of like terrible relationship advice, sometimes good stuff too, but mostly terrible advice for your sex life or relationships. Um, that is sort of like pop, pop branded, you know, how to do things. And, um, and yeah, this, this feels like one of those folk songs. So, um, I guess I'll, I guess I'll sing it. Survey, survey all on a day. She dressed herself in men's array, and with a brace of pistols all by her side. To meet a true love, to meet a true love, away she rides. She was riding all the plain. She met a true love and bid him stand. Your gold and silver kind, sir, she said. Or else this moment, or else this moment, your life I'll have. And when she'd robbed him of his store, she said, kind sir, there's one thing more. A golden ring, which I know you have. Deliver it, deliver it, your sweet life to save. Oh, that golden ring a token is, my life I'll lose, the ring I'll save. Being tender-hearted, just like a dove, she rode away, she rode away from her true love. Next morning on the garden green, just like true lovers they were seen, he spied his watch hanging by her clothes, which made him blush, made him blush like any rose. Oh, it makes you blush, you silly thing. I thought to have your golden ring. Twas I that robbed you all on the plain. So here's your watch. Here's your watch and your gold again. Oh, I did intend, and it was to know if that you were me, true love or no. So now I have a contented mind, my heart and all, my heart and all, my dear is thine. So I actually, you know, looking at it again, I, I definitely. So, yeah, I definitely prefer the Burt Lloyd lyrics just because it's a little more uh, funny and explicit. Um, Carl mentions that, like, Carthy's and Burt's Bird's versions are are pretty darn similar. But, yeah, so it's a diamond ring in Burt's version, which only matters. It feels weird calling him Burt Albert Lloyd. I always think of him as A.L. Lloyd. I've been trying to call him Burt more because that seems like the cool thing to do. But, you know, for all my... I just... He was A.O. Lloyd for all my life. Anyway, in Lloyd's version, um, then, so, yeah, it's just very much more explicit that she's going to murder him if he gives up this ring that she gave him as a keepsake, you know? And so the next morning, uh, it just plays out a little bit differently. Um, 
where she says, um, yeah, so ne next morning on the garden green, young Sophie and her love was seen. He spied his watch hanging from a close, which made him blush, which made him blush like any rose. Why do you blush, you foolish thing? I meant to have that diamond ring. If you had given me that ring, she said, I'd pulled the trigger, I'd pulled the trigger and shot you dead. <laughs> like, it's just, it's, it's bad, man. That's bad relationship advice. And it's just played off as like, and they lived happily ever after because, you know, he passed the test. He didn't give up his diamond ring when being robbed. Give up your stuff when you're being robbed. My God. I would be, um, yeah, terrible, terrible advice for surviving a highwayman encounter. All right. Anyway, let's get back to cutting Bracken. Thank you for this intermission. Um, I'll put some links to Carl's stuff. He's another TikToker you should follow. Cool dude. Um, and that's not just because he like mailed me a book from the UK, <laughs> but it's it's at least a little bit. I just love getting mail from from the other side of the pond, man. It's, it's really cool. So yeah, as I was looking over the book, I figured out some of the ways. Like Carl and I have messaged a little bit. I thought he was a nice enough guy. Um, but then just looking at the design of the book and how like you can download it all for free on his website. And there's just, I like his vibe, uh, the back of the book, you know, there's the barcode and all that stuff. And rather than where you can buy it, it just says, please copy this book, which I love, love it. Another vibe thing that I just really loved about it, uh, in the introduction section of the book, he has disclaimer, it should be apparent that I'm no great singer and my guitar skills are conspicuously average. Thus, I am the perfect test bed for these simple tunes. If I can play them, anyone can. If I can play them in a way that's vaguely tolerable, I'm sure you will make them sound amazing. It's just, it's cool. It's really cool. I love, I love these old ballads. I love these stories, love these songs. It's a really cool approach to like, I'm not going to bother putting the sheet music in here, uh, but here's a link. You can listen to me sing it so you know what the melody is supposed to be. Good stuff. Thanks again, Carl. This is the end of our intermission. Or maybe it isn't. Let's do uh, another little detour. So we're going to play Drummond Castle. This is going to be a Highland Pipe setting. This is from William Ross's collection of uh, bagpipe music. But it is not the same tune. So this is Cutting Bracken Real, or not Cutting Bracken, rather. Drumming Castle Real is what he calls it in the book there. This was printed, we're kind of breaking chronology here. This would have been printed in 1869. Um, but like I said, it is the same title, but not the same tune. So, uh, and kind of, it's a sort of a funky little reel. Um, so here it is. And then we'll get back to Cutting Bracken. <laughs>
let's get back to Cutting Bracken, back to Highland Pipes. Um, the next one in chronology, like I said, there are a couple other settings of Drummond Castle um, that are very similar to that Edinburgh repository one. So I'm not going to play Davies Caledonian repository, and I'm not going to play Anderson's Budgets of Stress Bays. But I do love when a collection of tunes is called a budget. So I'm tempted to play it just because budget as like a 19th, 18th century term I really love, uh, which means that the next thing we're going to play instead is Donald McDonald's setting. So this tune is called The Weary Maid, and I think The Weary Maid kind of speaks to some of those stories about like the weary maid that's stuck cutting Brocken on her own until the fairy comes and does it and then the brothers kind of keep her from doing that um and not only is it called weary maid but if you remember all the way back to the first uh version of the tune we played um the gaelic title that mcdonald has in this collection of tunes is buena ronach so it's kind of that same same tune this one is in four four time um I wouldn't call it a stress pay. Um, maybe a march? I'm not sure. Uh, this is another really old recording. I made this back in season four, I think before I got the Hardy Chanter. So it's a little bit more pipe band creep sounding. Um, anyway, so here is me playing Donald McDonald's The Weary Maid. And back then I didn't really know about the whole correlation so you can really see me just interpreting the notes uh, on this track Uh, I think two times is enough, huh? I don't know why I recorded it three times. Um, I guess when I recorded it back in season four, I wasn't already playing like a dozen other versions of the same exact tune. Uh, anyway, let's go on. So for the next one, uh, so Donald McDonald's 1828, uh, possibly 1838, my notes are a little bit jumbled. Uh, and then the last one I've got is from Angus Mackay. Uh, it's back to Drummond Castle. It's back to being a jig, I believe. Yeah, back in 6-8. Um, but it's a little bit different. It's worth playing. It's also 
actually written for Highland Pipes, which is always kind of interesting and a good way to end out the episode. Um, this has been sort of tedious. I think it's been different enough to be interesting to me listening to it. Um, mostly this is like trying to <laughs> correct the ills of not realizing that I had already played this tune, right? Um, which is why I did it this way. And it's also interesting, my first playing of this tune, um, I, I didn't really say it, but I was concerned that it wasn't a historically correct tune. Um, and then just that it's, you know, that it dates back to the 1730s at least. Uh, it's old. It's an old tune, and it's a good one. So uh, it definitely has earned its place as like a continuing and persistent fun melody in a couple different um, iterations. So anyway, here's Angus Mackay's Drumming Castle, and then we'll come back with the uh, wonderful playing and singing of Ian Crane, which is good enough and different enough from all of this that I, I don't feel bad ending on it. Like, I was starting to think like, ah, I maybe shouldn't have made Ian come after me playing this tune so many stinking times, but uh, Ian's playing is really unique and good. Oh, I'm getting ahead of myself. Here's Angus Mackay, uh, Angus Mackay's setting from 1854 in the Piper's Assistant of Drummond Castle. So yes, this has been our deep dive into this glorious tune uh, that was popular already in the uh, early decades of the 18th century and kind of consistently throughout. It's a long-lasting tune. Um, I commented on it in one of those older tracks, but it's worth commenting on again. Uh, there's a lot of 20th century versions of this tune being sung in Gaelic too on uh, Kiss to Rich's website. Um, and I just realized that all the links that I post might not be live, but if you search for Thamisih um, or Bonariach, um, what was the other name for it? If you search for the Gaelic names that you find in the show notes, I'm sure you'll find it on Kiss to Rich's website um, if those links are all dead. Um, and maybe I'll go on a spree of making them live again. I don't know. I'm finishing recording this way too early in the morning um, to commit to that kind of work. Anyway, Ian Crane. Um, Ian's been a blast to correspond with occasionally. Uh, we've kind of chatted a little bit, and then when I saw him play at uh, at the competition, it was nice to see a familiar face, so I messaged him like, hey, good set, whatever. Um, and we started talking then, and like I said, uh, this tune was already in my you know, it was already in my system of like, oh man, it's everywhere. And uh, Ian's playing was just lovely of it and singing and he's doing some unique stuff with it. So we're going to include it. It's sort of fitting, you know, I've, I've got a, a sort of bagpipe podcast packed, I feel like. Uh, maybe it's a one-sided pack. But James uh, over at Droning On and I chat a fair amount now and uh, kind of when I realized that he only does an episode every other week and I wanted to only do an episode every other week, it was a real good idea that I just 
pair up with him in my head. That's what we're doing. That's what I'm doing anyway. Um, but anyway, on the most recent episode of Joining On, uh, James's guest, uh, Johnny Karate is what the episode is called, uh, is really good friends with Ian Crane. So it, it works out. It's kind of fitting that this episode that is going to conclude with Ian Crane's uh, fantastic piping and singing, uh, that that's this week after his name comes up so often in the Droning On episode. So go check that out on Droning On. I'll have a link uh, to that episode on the show notes, but you can find it wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, we'll go out with Ian Crane. Um, so yeah, Ian, you can hear more about him in that Droning On episode, but uh, has lived in Ohio for a good bit of time now and has a lovely music ensemble with himself on highland pipes border pipes and small pipes uh, as well as uh, singing but also brian bigley plays inland pipes in that group the cleveland celtic ensemble um and then also uh, a good uh, good other folks too i feel bad for just like okay i'm a piper i'm pipe centric i'm paying attention to the piper i'm sorry um but yeah they've got a fiddler and a harpist as well Kristen. Bigley on violin and Tiffany Schaefer on harp. Uh, anyway, great stuff over there. Uh, if you are in Ohio, check them out. I'll have links uh, in the show notes. You can also find the Cleveland Celtic Ensemble on Facebook and things of that sort too. So anyway, Ian, thanks much. Um, yeah, this is a great, this is a great performance of this tune. So uh, no better way to finish out this episode. Cheers. <laughs> Skis 
Lum Heen. When Yeranik, when Yeranik, Hamiski, Smilum Heen. When Yeranik, Nanan, Hamiski, Smilum Heen. When Yeranik, when Yeranik, Hamiski, Smilum Heen. When Yeranik, Yeah.